Real talk, this is one of the most surprising, shocking, trending 10 comics lists that we've covered in years. I was a little confused. There's a lot of interesting new books on here. Uh, I had to double check some numbers and everything while putting it together, but this is all accurate. Let's get into it. We're here every seven days covering the trending 10 comic books, the comics that spiked so much in interest that they started to sell for a staggering amount when you compare them to prior weeks. It can be easy to forget that when you watch this video every single week. You forget exactly how a book lands on here, but it's important that we elaborate and discuss the rules, basically, that put a book on the trending list, especially this week, because there's a lot of interesting, almost weird books that are on the list this week. Well, these books made it on the list for a reason. What can we learn about the current state of the comic book marketplace? Join us at the list at number 10 with Spider-Gwen Shadow Clones issue number one, hitting $5 average sales, an increase of copies sold of 158%. We see Spider-Gwen and multiversal versions of said character. Specifically, we have a Gwen meets Sandman. You basically get the whole Sinister Six, but one in particular, which is Gwenok, a combination of Spider-Gwen and Dr. Octopus is clearly Marvel's favorite because they made a couple of variants for this book at release. The 1 in 10 design variant is a Peach Momoko cover, features Gwenok as well as the Greg Land variant. Yeah, that's a 1 in 100 Greg Land virgin variant. Uh, I like that one, but I also I really love that design variant. There's something cool about it, especially when you hold it in hand and look at it. It's a really cool Peach Momoko cover. Rumors about Beyond the Spider-Verse are circulating that Spider-Gwen is going to be meeting alternate versions of herself. And this miniseries is providing so many characters to spec on. It makes sense that Beyond the Spider-Verse is going to feature alternate Gwen Stacy characters because we've had plenty of alternate Peter Parkers in those movies. We were getting an evil alternate version of Miles Morales in the newest Across the Spider-Verse movie, so it does make sense that we'll get some, some love for alternate Gwens later on. Now, if you're looking for comic books that feature alternate versions of Gwen Stacy in the comics, this is a pretty clear favorite. Uh, this whole series, you've got basically doing an alternate Sinister Six version of, of Gwen Stacy Crossed over with like the Vulture, with Craven the Hunter, which is going to relate to other books on the list, by the way. You got a Gwen Stacy with the Rhino, too. And yeah, like Tom said, Sandman. It seems like the Dr. Octopus one is, is the one that Marvel and the fans have uh, had the biggest response to, though. Will Gwenok be a mainstay? Well, it doesn't happen often, but sometimes it does. At the list at number nine, we have Howard the Duck, number one. Chip Sardarsky, goodness. It's Howard. We're seeing $12 average sales for this book with a recent CGC high 9.8 sale of $99. There's a 267% increase in copies sold of this book because this is the first story appearance of Gwenpool. After the success of Spider-Gwen being initially introduced, they kept this Gwen combination of superheroes and villains going. Featured in this multiple variant cover collection, you actually get her first appearance on cover of Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars issue number two. But it didn't just stop there. You also have this Doctor Strange Gwen in Secret Wars issue number three. You have Hulk Gwen in Future Imperfect issue number one. When you look at alternate versions of Gwen Stacy in comic books, the clear favorite is Gwenpool, who, like Tom said, first appeared on this Deadpool variant for this entire slate of comic covers. My personal favorite of those, however, is the variant done for Ultimate End issue number two, drawn by Chip Zdarsky, actually, which kind of ties this all together. Uh, it's a variant cover featuring Brian Michael Gwendis, which I, I love. I can't get enough of that. I'm actually really crossing my fingers and hoping we might get a, a cameo by Brian Michael Gwendis in Beyond the Spider-Verse. I think stranger things have happened. Stay tuned, because if you don't have these books that we've talked about, 
I bet you have some of the ones coming up on this list. In fact, this list is sourced from a larger list of 20. There's 10 other books they need to know about, Ryan. We're giving you half. We could do a video with all 20 of them, but we'd be here all day, and you could just go read it yourself. Just download Key Collector, use code TOM101 to give yourself a two-week trial of the premium version, and go look at the other books. You're missing half of these books. Support the show. Enhance your comic collecting. They just uploaded like 400,000-plus new comics to their portfolio, so you can actually do a full count and assessment of value of your entire collection officially at the list at number eight. We have Anya Corazon, Amazing Fantasy issue number one, hitting $40 average sales, 9.8, $145. The heights this book reached was 595 October 2020. Hot damn has this book dropped. And while the drop happened, this book looked so much more interesting to get. I was starting to feel the FOMO bug. I bought 9.8s around the $250, $300 marker, and I'm down. You got bit by that bug. We told you last week, you got to watch out for the bug, man. This book came out in 2004, and it is interesting to think that they might be using this character in the upcoming Madam Web movie, which is releasing in February. It's not that far away, and we don't know, like, anything at all about this movie. It's kind of surprising. A 300% increase in copies sold partially because it's so exciting about the prospects of her being part of the Madam Web movie, but the mystery around said movie has people excited. Well, listen to what Lorenzo Di Bonaventura had to say. This is some of the first bits of information we have about Madam Web, and I think it's going to shock everybody. Yeah, he was also a producer on the new Transformers Rise of the Beast movie, which is why he was able to give this quote about his upcoming project, Madam Web. It's a different kind of movie in that universe. It's almost, in a way, more of a thriller. It's not an action piece, because in a way, Madam Web's skill set is not conducive to an action piece. Craven's on deck, but where's Hypno Hustler? Where is this El Muerto movie that was officially shelved? It's interesting that they keep Madam Web. You know, that doesn't seem like it has a lot of potential, especially when you consider in the comic books she's a wrinkled old lady who spends all her time stuck in a literal web and communicates telepathically to people. It doesn't. It's clear that they're changing up some stuff, which is probably going to make for a better movie. And number seven on the list is a book that I feel very safe about, but it's been a roller coaster ride. G.I. Joe, issue number one, coming out in 1982. We have $280 average sales. The heights this book reached was near $5,000 for a CGC 9.8. The most recent 9.8 sale, June of this month, 810. And this is akin to Star Wars number one. Not just in the like time and way it was released, you know, the action figures and the fandom that's you know, heavily shared between both franchises. This is a book that has so many damn key appearances all in one issue. It's hard to not be super interested in it. Yeah, I think as long as G.I. Joe maintains any amount of cultural relevance at all, like this is the, the key book to have because it's the first appearance of like everyone. A 271% increase in copies sold because of this G.I. Joe Transformers world that's happening on the screen. But also over at Skybound Image, we have Robert Kirkman's brand new Energon universe, Void Rivals, which has combined uh, the franchises back together again in his own run. Yeah, we're seeing a combination Transformers G.I. Joe movie universe and in the comics as well. So there's a little bit of synchronicity happening here. If you take a look at the uh, the GPA sales for this book recently you get a good macro look at all grades you can see a bunch of red on there this book is kind of down across a lot of grades it might be why we're seeing it here on the list actually this could be signs of an adjustment period the books can only go down so far if they're beloved and they have that key worthiness this may be as good as it gets some members are not going to say no to these prices so yeah like tom mentioned earlier too we've got void rivals which is the current first series that deals with these characters However, we do have an upcoming Transformers ongoing series coming out in October of this year to be followed by 
four different G.I. Joe miniseries. We've got Duke, number one. That's coming out first in December. Joshua Williamson's going to be on that. Yeah, that's exciting. I like that guy. Cobra Commander, number one, also written by Joshua Williamson. That's going to be out in January. So, like, back-to-back issues for that one. There's also two more miniseries that they have not announced yet that are on deck, as well as an ongoing, also unannounced, but all within the G.I. Joe section of the Energon universe. We need your support, comic fam. Now more than ever, we're running out of time! We're running out of time. They're coming to get us! Not really. I'm just kidding. You have plenty of time. Join the Mystery Mail Call, July. This is the month that we're sending out a key comic book in every single box, ASM 26. Cover art done by Peach Momoko, by the way. Black Cat, looking stunning. Death of Kamala Khan. Pretty good cover. Makes me miss Black Cat. I want to see more of her. Join the community. It's only 35 bucks, and you support every video we release. At the list at number six, Midnighter number one, James Gunspec, I presume? If you remember, we recently talked about the authority on this list. That kind of ties into what we're going to get into here. We're seeing $3 average sales for this book with a uh, recent CGC 9.8 of $90, but that happened back in January. We haven't had a recent sale of this book. In fact, there are only six slabs on the CGC census at all, and there have only been six sales of those slabs ever. This is a very, very under the radar kind of book, which is surprising, especially considering the uh, boosted profile Midnighter and the authority as a whole are about to get on screen. Early signs of great spec opportunity, books to add to the hunt, $3 average sales. Well, it's an increase of 375%. So this book started flying off those eBay shelves. This is a book you need to know in that like mental Rolodex, okay, on the hunt. Because if you can get a book for a dollar to five and it's hitting 90 to $100 right now at a 9.8. Make sure it's high grade. I don't think this is a time to start buying slabs of this book. Considering the low census count right now, the boom in that census count that's going to happen after tons of members send in their copies. A lot of people probably have multiple copies of this book. An increase of near 400% copies sold in this book does imply that there will be an increase in the census count as well to follow. Now, we did hear James Gunn say once he had cast... Superman and Lois Lane, which did happen this past week. David Cornsweet is our new Clark Kent. And Rachel Brosnahan, my personal favorite pick, is our new Lois Lane. That's exciting. That's big news. He did say after he cast those two actors, he would use them to screen test the other characters that were in the movie. And he, spe- he specifically said Lex Luthor and the members of the Authority who will be appearing in Superman Legacy. So we might be getting casting announcements on characters like Midnighter pretty soon. It would make sense that Speck would point to this book early, first solo series, because he's one of the more prominent members. You know, definitely more fleshed out in the comics than other members of the Authority. Yeah, I'm excited. I want to see this guy. What's this at number five? The second appearance of the new team since Giant Size X-Men number one. We have X-Men 94, the beginning of the legendary run by Chris Claremont that would last 16 years and go all the way to 279. That's a lot of numbers. You just threw a lot of numbers at us. I'm going to give you some more. Like, for example, a 300% increase in copies sold of this book over the last week. We've seen a recent high CGC 9.2 sale of $1,925, but you can get this book for under a grand at 80 or lower. This is a very expensive book. Seeing an uptick in copies sold in seven days tells us that something's happening. We do have Mutant Spec, you know, Deadpool 3, I guess. But I also think we may be seeing this book correct. We've talked about the adjustment period we've been in. Books are only going to get so cheap. And we have 9.6s that are only down around 30 to 40%. Yeah, this is the kind of key book that I think if enough people are keeping an eye on it and they notice that the general price is kind of trending downwards, it might be like a lot of people seeing a perfect time to jump on a book like this. So I think that might be why we're seeing such an increase in copies sold. 
Now we're at the list at number four with ASM 209, the first appearance of Calypso that happened back in 1980. And the character is definitely a major part of the Craven narrative, but I don't think we're getting a traditional Craven narrative courtesy of Sony. No, but we'll get into that. We got $35 average sales for this book and a CGC 9.8 sold earlier this month for $287. And we do have a 164% increase in copies sold. Now, Calypso is going to be in the Craven movie. She'll be played by Ariana DeBose. And we did get a couple shots for her in the trailer, which leads us to believe that this might not be the exact sort of version that we got of her in the original comics. Calypso in the comic book is like a shoulder devil, you know, constantly encouraging the worst of Craven. In the trailer... She's, like, throwing out words of caution, calling him a lunatic. Like, clearly, she's not being built up to be this evil antagonist. Yeah, it'll be interesting to compare and contrast the comic book version and the on-screen version. Last year, this book hit heights of $673 at a CGC 9.8. It's down by over $400 right now. I think this is a book that you may want to hold off on investing in. It may go up a little But that's not happening because of spec pointing towards Calypso. It's happening because there are a bunch of Craven-associated keys that are spiking up. We recently had a record-breaking 9.4 sale on the Hot 10 this last week. Yeah, Tom's talking about Amazing Spider-Man, issue number 15, Craven's first appearance. In a 9.4, it recently broke a record. It sold for $13,200 back in 2020. The new record from last week, $16,200. It's a pretty big increase. This next book is also moving up, I suspect, for the same reason. The Craven movie at the list at number three. Spectacular Spider-Man issue number 116. This is hitting $40 average sales. CGC 9.8 hitting 125, which is less than the heights it reached last week when this book made it there. And it's higher on the list this week with an increase of copies sold of 120%. Remind the community what that is. Seemingly low percentage increase actually means because it's huge. Last week, this book hit number eight on the trending list with an increase of 186% copies sold. Now this week, we're seeing an additional 120% increase stacked on top of that 186, which explains how this is all the way up at number three now instead of number eight like last week. This book just went nuclear, dude. It's hot. It's selling aggressively. The heights it reached was $400 back in 2022. Recent sales... 125 but last week was selling for $230. Be patient on this book, but clearly, I think more members like what they saw in that trailer than what we're seeing on the internet. I don't even remember if we saw the foreigner at all in the trailer. He didn't stand out nearly as much as, like, Calypso did, for example, like we just got done talking about her. But like you're saying, like, the, the trailer overall spiked enough interest in the Craven books that we're seeing... Literally, any any appearances of any characters in comics, people are want people want them because this is going to be. It looks like it's going to be a really cool movie, and the excitement is high. And number two on the list is oh my goodness, Spider Boy's first appearance in Spider Man number seven, Dan Slott. It's back on the list. The book is down, but it's only been out for like two months. Yeah, it's kind of impressive to see it back on the list after a couple months. That that implies that there is like sustained interest in this character, and there certainly is. We'll get into that in a little bit. We've got $20 average sales of this book with a recent $110 9.8 CGC sale earlier this month. This book hit heights of right around $168 at a 9.8. It seems like a steep drop, except these differences in prices are over the course of four weeks. Hot damn. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of action, a lot of movement on this book. There's also a bunch of different variants. The one that people seem to be liking is the, the Umberto Ramos variant, which features Spider-Boy on the cover. 
Now, if you look at that in a 9.8, we've got a lot of numbers to talk about. Take a look at this. The low that the 9.8 Ramos variant hit was $78. The high over the last couple months was $160. So far this year, the Ramos variant at a 9.8 has sold 515 times since released. That's GPA checked. And 40 times of which took place in the last seven days. And that's just in 9.8. That doesn't factor in all the other grades of the Ramos variant specifically. We're just talking about one grade of one variant. So, like, if you factor that into the overall action on Bailey Briggs as a whole, people are really frothing at the mouth for this kid. It's a little strange. <laughs> I don't I don't get it. I'm not reading this book, so that's probably why I don't get it. I'm watching this from the outside. But we did just have his first solo series and an origin story last week in Edge of Spider-Verse issue number three. And we also just got news that he'll be getting an ongoing book. He's getting his own book later on this year. To be written by his creator, Dan Slott. What do you think about Spider-Boy? Hit the like, slap the subscribe button. And the number one trending book on the list this week is shocking. What is this doing here? Why are you buying this book so aggressively, comic fam? I gotta know. Let me know in the comment section because we're about to talk about Incredible Hulk 340. Listed as one of the best covers of all time in comic books, courtesy of Todd McFarlane. Yeah, it's definitely a very, very iconic, legendary cover, especially when you consider, relatively speaking, how new it is. Uh, we last talked about this book in March. Well, you last talked about this book in March because it was on the Hot 10. I was not there, which is interesting. This book is normally considered to be a, a hot book when you consider how high the prices are for it and how hot it trends every time it sells. There have been 425 new slabs added since that appearance back in March, too, which is quite a lot in just a few months. We've discussed the increase in census count, which means that there's more product that's going to meet the demand. The book was hot months ago, last quarter. Well, now we have more copies available. The book is down mostly across the board, except when you look at the last year of sales. In the last six months, it's a lot of red. The last 12 months, eh, mid and low grades are actually performing above average, but not enough to land on the hot 10. No, it's leading the trending list this week because it's being bought aggressively. And not to mention, the 9.8 newsstand is only down by a few hundred dollars. In a 9.8, we're talking a $4,000 record high sale from August of 2021. It was matched in 2022, by the way. Correct. So that's, a, that's an important piece of information. And the most recent sale from earlier this month, 3750 which is just under that record. So it's it's not really dropped. Like, not, not at all, really. Now, the 9.8 direct market copy did break the 2K marker, sold for $2,400 back in 2021. It has been selling under 2K. However, when you look at the last 12 months, it, the book's been around $1,500. Most recent 9.8 sale was $1,750. This right here is a strong book, but because it's down so much, I think members are throwing money down now on a comic book that they know is safe long-term. Kind of similar to the X-Men book we talked about earlier on this list. Again, another book that's kind of iconic and something more like you would see on the hot list. But if the opportunity is available and you really have always wanted a book like this, this is kind of the time to get it if you can afford it. Is it really because of Deadpool 3? Let us know what you think in the comment section below. And as always, geek responsibly. Enough? Said. Look at this. Obi-Wan's first appearance. First Iron Fist. Classic Miles Morales. Gwen Kiss. Death of Green Goblin. Some Gru. We have Mr. Fix-It. Classic black suit Spidey Key. That's a newsy right there. And one of the best Doctor Doom covers of all time. All of these, and you know what, for good measure, Zelda 1 is being given away on my Tuesday stream on Whatnot. Link in the description. It's in a couple days. You don't have to buy anything while you're there. You can just enter to win. 
because we're hooking up the fam every week on the Best New Place to Buy and Sell Collectibles. Come join me over there. Have a great week. We got other videos you can check out. And happy 4th of July. See you soon.